You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of The Process. Welcome to the program, man. Obviously, man, my name is Sean Barber, ex-NFL player. This is The Process. Everybody knows the process is always greater than what it produces. And each week, we're going to take you step-by-step through the process of what our Kansas City Chiefs need to do to perform each week. And we're going to get insight from former teammates, from different people in the community. And this week, man, we are so blessed, so blessed to have my former teammate, my guy, my pal, Dante Hall, a.k.a. the Human Joysticks, a.k.a. the X Factor, in the studio to talk about his life, things he's doing in the community, and just what it means to be a wide receiver, Hall of Fame, Ring of Honor, uh, all-time great in the Kansas City community. Man, the CRA loves you. Appreciate it, man. Good to have you. Appreciate it. Good to be here with you, my brother. Hey, so let's just jump into it, man. First of all, man, hey, we're going to have you back multiple times, especially in the Kansas City, uh, in the KC area. Mm -hmm. Coming back for opening weekend, but when else are you coming back for Kansas City? Uh, I'll be back next week for a signing. Uh, It's a private signing, though. And then I'm back again for the Chicago Bears game. Uh, My uncle, who was like a surrogate father to me, is from Chicago. But he grew up in, uh, not grew up, but he uh, moved to Texas. And uh, when my dad passed, he was like uh, the father, you know, that I didn't have. And uh, he's a huge Chicago Bears fan. And the last time we came to a game together, the Bears beat us. I remember that game. Here and there, come yep. Back, that comeback. That comeback, yep. So I'm hoping the, uh, the, the results are a little different this time. No doubt. And then, obviously, you got to come back for Legend Weekend. Oh, yeah. Definitely be back for that. Right? That, yeah. yeah. I've, been, I, I've been to many Legends Weekends. It's going <laughs> to be great to actually be the one they're honoring this time. Well, it's no surprise, Dante Hall, Legends Weekend, is going to be nominated, not nominated, but inducted, into the Chiefs Ring of Honor, the Hall of Fame. Uh, man, we, we really quickly going to just go through a storyboard of his career here in Kansas City, just to let you know who is actually um, being inducted and why he's being inducted. Seven seasons with the Chiefs, uh, two-time All-Pro, two-time Pro Bowl, 2003-2002. Uh, NFL All-Decade team. That's my favorite. All-Decade? That's my favorite. A 10-year ten, a period time, All-Decade team for the 2000s. First team as a punt returner, second team as a kick returner. He has 11 total return TDs, uh, five from the punt, six from the kickoff return, and then a career total combined yardage. He don't know how many combined yardage he has. 12,356 yards combined. That's why my damn knees and ankles hurt. (laughs) A lot of running. And that's not counting Coach Ramil's practice. No, that ain't counting the practice. That's just game. We ain't that's talking about practice. Yeah, we ain't talking about practice. AI, we ain't talking about practice. We are talking about the game, man. That, that's a, that's a crazy career, man. And um, honor, man. Listen, I'm gonna give you your flowers while you're still here with Thank us, you, brother. Thank uh, you, man. And man, I'll be there. You know, I'll be there, brother. You better, um, no, no, no doubt. But let's talk about the mindset of um, when you came from A&M, getting drafted in the fifth round, and then entering Kansas City. And then what's your mindset maybe from your from year one to then being a veteran, then actually like culminating that, that Hall of Fame career? So my mindset um, when I first got to the league was just to make the team. Um, I didn't realize that even though you're drafted, you still have to make the team. So, you know, that was my first mindset, just make the team. Um, and from there, once I, you know, I guess you could say I got established. I went over to NFL Europe. I had to uh, transition from running back because I had always played running back my entire life. So I go over to Scotland after my rookie year. I come back. It's year two. I'm still having to make the team. Uh, But once I was established and knew I was going to be on the team, the mindset from there was to be great again because my rookie year in the NFL was probably the only time I had lost my confidence at any point in my life or career. Um, Junior high, high school, college, I knew I was a guy, knew I was a man. I succeeded right away at every level. So when I got to the NFL, it was a rude awakening, like you're going to have to go to the next level to sustain uh, success at this level. So once I was established, knew I was on the team, then it was just a matter of being great again. And then um, once I started making Pro Bowls, I just wanted to win. 
So I went from just make the team, be great again like you were at the previous level, to now, okay, can we win? So that was pretty much my the, the uh, levels of my mindset. Man, we talk about levels and, and stepping up, being able just to uh, have that growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. Um, in college, players have a fixed mindset. It's a certain amount of time you're on the field. Uh, the schedule is set. Um, you know if you're on the first team, second team, special teams. All those things are just so kind of almost written in stone. And you just have a certain position you're supposed to play for the team to execute that, and that's it. When you get to the pros, man, it, it's it's the world is your oyster. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's starting back over, uh, small fish, big bowl, however you want to say it. The speed of the game does pick up. And you see how many guys, hey, average NFL career now is about two and a half to three years. There are some guys that are all ACC, all SEC, all Big 12, Big 10, that enter the NFL and do not make a second contract because they just can't handle not just the speed of the game that starts to tick up, but then the information. I was going to say the mental (laughs) aspect. And that was the biggest adjustment that I realized uh, in the NFL. Like these guys are so... Uh, a student and, and students of the game and tech technically sound. And at this level, if you're not technically sound and you're not diving in that pr- playbook and you don't know it as good as the middle linebacker, mm-hmm. the quarterback or the head coach or the coordinators, like you say, you're going to last about two and a half years. You're not going to see that second contract. So you hit it on the head, man. This level is really about the mental edge yeah you got to be a quarterback on the field no matter what position obviously linebackers are the smartest position on the defense <laughs> quarterback smartest on the offense but we ain't gonna talk about that but Dante you know as they, as they would say man like if I'm a if I'm a guy I'm entering the league what, what most people don't understand is that there are linebackers like me who looks at a running back and then I'm looking at your film and I'm saying okay every time he messes with his gloves mm. he's going out for a route every time he puts his hands on his knees he's going to get the ball as a running back every time he has his hands on his pads on his staff pads and he's going to protect. So he's giving away tails just by his environment. 100%. And then, hey, if you don't get no vows, I'm looking at your eyes and I'm watching you look. Maybe this running back always stops his eyes on whatever hole he's about to hit. So it's all these tails as a linebacker. We watching film. We trying to pick up on all these, these little uh, tails. But then you had to convert to the wide receiver mm-hmm. position. And so now you had a, that's a whole nother set of tails about your splits, right? The split of your feet. How wide you lined up. Reading safeties opposed to linebackers and defensive linemen. Yeah. yeah, all of that. It was a big adjustment. So those things are just adjustments. And again, when you talk about the the fact that you converted from a running back to a wide receiver, entering the pros, and then from your rookie year to then making pro bowls, have, have consistency throughout your career. Again, man, like I, I don't think many people, when they think about the human joystick, the X factor and things, they just don't understand the journey you went through to actually get to this point and then to dominate this league and now to be where you are now, man. Like I said, Legends Weekend, man, that's going to be a celebration, but not just for the moment, but for what you did from, man, Little League all the yep. up until then. That's right. All of those times, right. the opportunity is going to be um, cemented in, in, in a ceremony to represent that. I want to go over a few more things. Obviously, as you uh, retired from the NFL, these are some accolades that just tells people what Dante Hall is even off the field. You were the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Kansas City 2003 Role Model of the Year, Kansas City Sports Commission's Special Achievement Award for Professional Athletes. You got that. Big Brother, Big Sister, champion in the Most Wanted Auction. It, you mentioned the NFL Europe. You was you're in the NFL Europe Hall of Fame uh, with the Scottish Claymores. And then last but not least, and this is currently right now, you are the International Goodwill Ambassador, Brand Ambassador, for the NFL when it comes to the Chiefs uh, game in Germany when they play the Dolphins, I think. I mean, that's good research. That's good <laughs> research right there. You forgot one that I'm there also proud of. So I now live in the New York, uh, greater New York, New Jersey area. And right after I did the Big Brothers, Big Sisters campaign, um, I became the honorary chairman for the UNCF. It's the United Negro College Fund, which helps, uh, you know, brown people, young kids and uh, their needs as they go to college. So I was really proud of that. My wife got me involved with that. Um, it was a great honor to be honorary chairman for this year's uh, uh, campaign. Uh, but yeah, man, it's important to, uh, you know, take my blessings and, and things that I'm fortunate and, and try to help and give back. As you mentioned, um, my journey started when I was in 
I actually didn't play Little League. My journey actually started in middle school. And um, from that point all the way uh, uh, until this very day, I've had so many people help me. High school coaches, teachers, people throughout the community. And um, I just always have wanted to give back and, and stay involved in the community. Well, you've done it, man. You're not only a mountain of a man, a pillar in the community, brother. You followed up your commitment to service yep. um, with the community by helping those that need, uh, don't have a voice, a little bit uh, less fortunate than you. So, man, we appreciate everything you're doing. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. When then we come back, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about Don Stay Hall, the X Factor Human Joystick. And we're going to find out what he's doing, not off the field, not on the field. We're going to find out, can he get into a time machine with me and go back to some of those great days and great seasons of his career? Once again, this is The Process with Sean Barber. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. It's more fun to be there for live Kansas City Chiefs football. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official marketplace of the Kansas City Chiefs and the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. Their interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best view of those pivotal plays. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. And you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com Chiefs. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, we're back with the process, man. The process is always greater than the product, and we got... Our own Dante Hall, Human Joystick X Factor with us. And now, listen, man, you see how clean he is, man. We got to give shout outs to his barber, uh, DeLon. Man, De- this sucker made his way to the studio. And Dante was like, hey, man, is this an audio broadcast? I said, like, no, this is a podcast. He said, oh, no, no, no. You ain't going to have me on there looking crazy. I got to get my guy out here. And, man, got him looking crispy and clean. Mr. So shout out, shout out to my man, DeLon. I could take my head off, but I ain't seen my man, DeJuan. Yeah, I got purple label. Got to show them some love too. That's my man too, but he be he be high side on him sometimes. <laughs> you know, he be he be put me back at the bottom of the barrel, uh, uh, man. At, at, at totem pole. I used to be his guy. Now it's KOC and my old So I, I done got put at the bottom, so I had to call. Hey, him we back got, sometimes we got to step to the side and let the current guys shine, right? Man. So right. hey, we letting them them current guys. Hey, I'm I'm moving all my kids to Friday. We got a Wednesday appointment. I'm moving all my kids to Friday. I don't think this is a purple label type of head. You know, no hair. I don't, I don't think they specialize in bald heads up there. That's why I be getting demoted. Oh, uh, listen. Hey, you know what? We're gonna chop it up barbershop style, right? The way Let's we do it, the way we do it around the locker room, whatever. So listen, I know y'all y'all know him as uh, X Factor. You know him, him, him and Joystick. Man, this Taterhead to me. And this barbershop to me. So Taterhead and barbershop, listen, the one thing we have in common is our commitment to special teams when we played the game. Um, special teams, uh, now they call them special forces. I've been to some colleges where instead of the guys being vices and gunners, they call them rangers and seals, like yep. special ops. Yep. Um, the, the, the appreciation that teams now have, because uh, Dante, I know when me and you played, it was very unique to have a team actually give a third of the meeting time and practice time. Yes. 
to the special teams. It was something that was like some teams almost took it as an afterthought. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I experienced that. Okay, let's go. So I had Coach Vermeil, and obviously, uh, I don't know if you guys noticed or not. I know you know, but Dick Vermeil was the first special teams coach in the NFL. So it made sense that we would dedicate so much time to special teams. I was definitely fortunate, blessed, and lucky to uh, have him come in my second uh, year in the league because uh, it made all the difference in my career. And then Herman Edwards came after, and he was one of those guys you're talking about. Special team was an afterthought. How fast can we get on, get off the field, and go? Offense, defense was 90%. We spent about 10% of special teams in meetings and practice. That was it, and it showed on the field. We wasn't as good as we were when we played for uh, for Dick Vermeil. I think a lot of people and coaches in general think that, man, special, I can always just fair catch it. Mm-hmm. I can always just let the ball go out the end zone. I don't have to return it. Um, I mean, if you're going to punt it to me or kick it to me, it's basically my ball now. And, you know, we can choose to set up a return. But I don't think those coaches understand how much yardage, when you flip the field on a great special teams, 60-yard punt, a good kickoff that you sky kick it and it ends up, they have to return it. Now you tackle them inside the 15-yard line. Man, some coaches don't understand how that extra 10 yards, that extra forcing them to uh, start their offensive uh, play calling from inside the 10, inside the 15, that changes the entire makeup and mentality of that offensive coordinator because now he's not thinking about first down. Yep. He's thinking about just trying to get enough yardage to be able to punt the yeah, ball. Exactly. exactly. Um, and I think that's that's something that was almost a lost art while we were playing. And so the few teams I was on, they really paid homage and paid a lot of opportunities and credit to the special teams. So Coach Harbaugh, who is now with the Ravens, he was my special team coach with the Eagles. So he was a, head, a special teams guy, got a head coaching job. So you know the Ravens offense – Defense and special teams always split time. Obviously, when we was here with Coach Ramil, split time. But again, I went to the Texans, not so much. Um, Who's the coach with, for the Texans? Uh, Gary Kubiak. Kubiak. Yeah, see, offensive guy. He probably <laughs> played. He can win every day by throwing for five hundred yards. That's right. I'm gonna score him, yeah. and then I'm against. I'm, we gonna play defense. And then Herman Edwards, defensive guy. He thinks he can just shut anybody down. Yeah. So it definitely the mentality goes into the head coach and what his mentality. Yeah, so we look at we 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 look at special teams, and we look at some of the ways they they have adjusted the this the mindset of special teams to being more of a special forces unit. Um, and then there are some good special plays, special teams play that we had when we were together. Now, now I'm gonna mention this mentality because I because I I feel like whenever we saw each other, it was always after a big play, and you would always come up to me. I just took one to the house, ninety yards. Arrowhead's going crazy. Barbershop would come up to me. What's next? What's the next play? What's the next play? I got What's that, next? I got that highlighted. I got Come a song on, beside. Man, let me catch my breath first, man. What's, What's next? But I know what you was doing. That's good. Do it again. Yeah. Do it again. Be great again. Yeah. And I love that. I appreciated that. Just understanding the opportunities that we had at this game, man, it was going to be limited. And every time you had the opportunity to touch the ball as a return guy, man, that's the opportunity you take the house. Whether the guy, the other 10 guys blocked for you or not, as you showed later on in your, your career, uh, you don't need much blocking to take it to the house. Um, but having that mindset and that opportunity just to make the best out of every opportunity, no matter what it was, not many guys come into the league and realize how, how much it is honor to be a starter on special teams. Because when I think about starting units, there's a 11 offensive starters, 11 defense, but it's also about 11 special teamers that are core special teamers that they're going to play uh, 15 to 25 snaps a game and the amount of yardage and special teams they're responsible for, whether they're covering the kick and keeping teams from returning it and letting the offense start at the 50, pitting them inside the team, like all the, the, in the four phases of special teams, making field, like it's called a field goal attempt because you don't always make it. So not having that protection to right for a field goal and putting those three points up, man, that is such a big momentum um, swing for a team. In, in every drive, you get close to the 50 across the 50, putting three points on the board and not taking those kind of opportunities for granted, man. Special teams is a big, big part of every team, and every championship team pays attention. Yep, and you talk about mentality. I think what happens a lot of times, I would say 99% of guys that make it to the NFL were probably starters in college. So they get to the NFL, and that mentality is, I'm not playing special teams, Mm -hmm. but if they can switch that mentality, what you just alluded to, then now your team is cohesive, it's a whole, it's a full one, two, three, like you say, offense, defense, special team. You get a full, complete team like that, mm-hmm. that's when you can take off. A three-phase team is special. The next play mentality and the next uh, special 
teams being replaced by the word special forces unit. Those are the things that teams are doing now to make their special teams. And then we talk about last but not least, this is something that Coach Harbaugh taught us. It's called the tip of the spear mentality. What's that? Tip of the spear is if, if, you're, if you have a suit of armor on, mm -hmm. those, 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 those pieces of armor, there's always a little crease in between it. And if you think about it, a spear, back in the day when, when people had full armors, they would use a spear to get under those layers and get to a person's heart. So the first kickoff of every team, when we got ready, he would look at us and you are the tip of the spear. You are the, all 11 guys. E any one of you can be the tip of the spear. Wedge busting. Find that little crease. Because the momentum, the energy, the atmosphere that you can change and start a game mm -hmm. based off of that cover team, mm -hmm. that cover unit, or if you're on a return team, taking it to the house, mm -hmm. you take all or the air. return. Don't even have to go to the house. Just anything, right? Big play on special teams can change the whole atmosphere and the whole mindset of the entire, whether you're on the road, if you take all the air out of the stadium and you That's deflate right. the crowd, or you're at home. And or you can change momentum. I watch a lot of sports, and I love to watch moments when that momentum changes. Yes. And like you say, it could be a blowing a guy up on kickoff coverage. Mm -hmm. A gunner down in the ball inside the two. Big return like Darius Tony did in the Super Bowl for the Chiefs. You can go on and on and on, but like momentum swingers can really happen on special teams. People like remember the turnovers. Yeah, tip of the spear. Tip of the spear. Um, people talk about momentum changes. They talk about big play potential. And they talk about turning the field. So now instead of turning the field, we're going to turn back the clock. Okay. <laughs> all right. This is going to be a, this, listen, this is going to be a back to the future moment. All right. Marty McFly. I just, I just binge watched all three of those. All right. Okay. With a chill. Uh, Doc, what you know about, I know the date, about all that? The, the date was October 21st, 2015, when they turned it back and went back to the future. Uh, they jumped in the DeLorean and it was 1.21 gigawatts. So instead of going back to 2015, we can go back to 2003, Dante. It's still October, but it's October the 5th. Oh, Denver. Yes, sir. Denver. Fourth quarter, eight minutes, 45 seconds on the clock. The Broncos are leading the Chiefs 23-17. We force them to make a decision. They're going to punt the ball. The defense, we stood up. We made them punt the ball. They had three decisions to make. They could do a corner kick, which is called a coffin kick, right? Try to yep. run it out of bounds around the 10-yard line, 5-yard line. They can do a scout punt, which makes the returner return the ball from inside the 10. Or fair catch it. Or fair catch it. Or they could just do a regular punt, punt out of the end zone and make a start on the 20. Yep. Look, the offense we had, nobody wanted to give our offense the ball at the 20. Yep. Let's, you know, never decided, let's, let's, let's scout punt it. Let's, let's make Dante either... Returning from inside the five or fair catch, either way, is going to help our team out. That was the wrong decision. <laughs> Denver Broncos, whoever your coach was at the time, that was the wrong decision. Now, I was on defense, so as I got off the field, right, we forced them to punt. I get off the field, the return team takes You want out there blocking for your boy? I wanted to be. I was tired. Fourth quarter. I tapped out. I think uh, G Steels took my spot. <laughs> so, Monty Bice, one of those two took my spot for, the, for that, for that return. Uh, so I'm I'm beside Coach Ramil. I'm tired. Hey, you know, he passed me on a great job forcing the punt. Punt goes. He's looking at it, and I see him. He sees you take a couple steps back. He says, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, I'll turn around to see what's happening, and I hear him say, no, no. But Dante, what happened? Well, what happened was, what had happened was, <laughs> I had went into that particular play thinking, I'm not fair catching. I'm returning this regardless. Like you said, it's the fourth quarter. We're down. Our offense had kind of stuttered the last, it stalled out the last couple of series. I went in with the mentality of, I'm returning this kick no matter what. So even though it was sky high, I think I caught it on like the eight. Mm -hmm. The mentality was, I'm catching this ball and I'm making a play. And I'm just going to live with the results. That's exactly what I went into that thinking. And when I caught it, I could tell my teammates didn't have that same mentality because <laughs> I didn't see any any red. Nobody was blocking. So I just had to take it to backyard, kick the ball the hall type of uh, 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 theatrics because um, I didn't play Little League. Say that earlier. What I played as a kid was you toss it up and you got to make everybody miss. Nobody's blocking or anything. I took it back to those days. Man, I love that. And I think, that, you know, going back as a, as a special team's guy on the return team, I think we actually tried to call a block. And so I think we were actually going to try to block right. it. Yep. And that's why we wouldn't set up to 
block for you because we were going after the – right. to try to block the kick. Like you said, the offense stuttered a little bit. We thought, hey, this would be a good play on special teams. If we can get a block right here, set us up in the fourth quarter and try to win the game. And so, yeah. Yeah, because I think they were kicking it from, like, midfield. They were. So they, you know, typically you're not going to get step. a return out yep. of that. So it makes sense to think we're going to go for a block. Yep. But what happens when you go for a block, those guys have to stay in and, and block longer. That's right. So it gives you a little more time to actually feel the ball and get busy. Well, you got busy, all right. <laughs> 93 yard later, the Chiefs are now leading 24-23, courtesy of our man, the human joystick X-Factor, returns that ball for 93 yards for a touchdown. And I don't know if you know this, but I do. That touchdown was just not a touchdown that won the game. That was the fourth touchdown in a row. Mm. Four weeks in a row you had a return for a touchdown, and that is a NFL record, not a Chiefs record. In the NFL, you are the only player. Oh, you were the first player because now I think Devin Hester. Yeah, Devin Hester got five. You. Yep, yep. Uh, but you did four games in a row, and at the time. That's the record. In a yes. row is a record. Yep. Four but times. five, I think if we would have got five, that would have broke the record at the time. Yes. Well, you did get a fifth one, but it's postseason. It's postseason, so it didn't count so it for the regular season. It didn't count for the regular season. So, you know, hey, tomato, tomato, you know, you know how you want to call it. Either way, uh, NFL record, all-time great, four consecutive uh, return touchdowns. Still eating off that return. <laughs> <laughs> 20 years later, I'm still eating off that return. <laughs> loving it, loving it, loving it. Oh, man. And real quick, hey, we got about two minutes before we go to break. Uh, man, I just wanted to talk about, as we, people here, obviously, if I watch the video, mm-hmm. love that return, mm-hmm. I know why they call you the human joystick. Like, that's, that's, that's a non-negotiable. But when you talk about the X factor, was that a, a nickname that came up in college or like, where did the X Factor come from? X Factor just came up um, when I got converted from running back to wide receiver. Gotcha. You got the Z, you have the Y, you have the X and the F. That was the positions in our offense. They moved me to the X receiver. And I just remember, uh, I think it was my second year, first year playing wide receiver. Wasn't making it to the playoffs. You know how it is. Those dog days in the winter. Got three or four games left in the season. You know you're not going anywhere. You have to conjure up some type of energy and fun to make practice, you know, not just awful. And I just remember just messing around like, you know, if I score, I'm going to throw up the X. I'm representing the X. It's yada, yada, yada. Just messing around and actually scoring in the game. And post game, they started asking me. About, you know, my first touchdown, I think it was against the Jets. And just jokingly, it's like, you know, I'm the X-Factor. You know, you're thinking about Tony Gonzalez and mm-hmm. Priest Holmes. And, you know, I'm like the X-Factor, the X in algebra, the unknown factor. And it took off. And it's been with me ever since. Well, let me, let me tell you where that became an icon status was. I'm big with dates. It was 2002. It was yep. December 15th. We were playing those Broncos again. It was playing those Broncos again. Trey Green threw you a five-yard out route for first down. And let me tell you, I don't know about the X, the Y, the on the Nintendo <laughs> Z, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the right L1, L1. But after you made the catch, you did a crossover, a stiff arm, a step back, and then you were gone down the side. That's my favorite play. So I don't know how many, what what, what combination of buttons you need to push. <laughs> All of them. I was in the ball. But you, 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 you did something wicked, bro. <laughs> You caught that ball, it was five yard out for the first down, and then you crossed over, you stiff arm, you stepped back, Champ Bailey went this way, Ian Gold went this way, Al, whoever his name Wait, is, what's this? Yep. all them suckers look like clowns falling, <laughs> and then you took off down the sideline and outrun everybody else on the team. And then when you got to the end zone, you went through the legs like Michael Jordan, flipped the ball out. Emphatically and, threw it up. Oh, hit him with the X-Men. Now, if you go back and look at that, look who I'm directing that at. Look why I'm breaking that. No, oh. I was sideline. Oh, okay. I was sideline. I was going to say, that's cryptic. You No, I was doing it at our sideline at the coordinator because um, I was like, give me, I was like, give me the ball. I can make plays. Like, give me the ball. You see that? So that was emphatically at Al Saunders. It was. Well, yeah. he, he must have heard that and said that because your stat line, and again, I don't, I don't like telling you your own stat line, but I don't think you really would know this. But that game, you have five receptions. You had 143 yards and two touchdowns. That was one of them. But we lost. But we lost. Lost. But we saw it don't matter. And it don't matter. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I, man, kids this, these days realize, like, have the game of your life. Have as many stats, have many catches. 
you got to win the ball. You got to do what you got to do to win the ball. Then it makes the next week, everybody's happy, coaches are happy, the staff, everybody's happy. Like, I had that, but everybody's, you know, got the, the Doppler down, you know? I had the Doppler down. Just like, man. All right, well, real quick, we're going to take one more break, man, then we'll get back and we finish it with Dante Hall. Obviously, you're listening to The Process is Greater Than a Product, featuring Sean Barber and yours truly, Dante Hall. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. Can you believe we've had a seven months without an NFL game? It seems crazy, but it's a good thing that that's over now as the NFL is here and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game. DraftKings is also hooking everyone up with game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Check the app to see what you get. Download now and use the code KCSN to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting 5 bucks. That's code KCSN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. CDKNG.co slash football for eligibility, terms, and responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after assurance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. All right, welcome back to the process, man. Listen, real quick, Dante, man, listen, it's been a treat. It's always been this phenomenal having you come back to KC. Man, the, the, the kingdom loves you. I, man, I, I love the kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> man, brother like another mother. Brother from another mother. Uh, man, it's been, it was it was an awesome just being on the field as your teammate in the locker room and just growing together, man. And then, I mean, obviously we both have like man, healthy family and wives and kids and everything that just makes, uh, man, football life into reality and just enjoying all the um, fruit from our hard work and lawyers and stuff like that, man. But man, this is the season. It's come. It's, it's time. Um, the Detroit Lions are have arrived and they want to get after our Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. Uh, they're coming into uh, Arrowhead, G-E-H-G-E-H-A field at Arrowhead Stadium. They come in here to try to, you know, take what is ours. So, let's, I mean, let's talk about some factors of the game, talking about some things that are going on in the, the Lions versus Chiefs game. And then at the end, we'll make a really, maybe a quick whoop around the NFL and see some other teams. Cool. Quick fun fact. Go for it. Head coach, Dan Campbell, play with him at a and Yeah, he's about blocking tight end. Defensive coordinator, um, Aaron Glenn. AG. Lived around the corner from him. Yeah, he had Aggie too, right? And basically, he was the guy in the neighborhood. I was like, oh, if he can make it, I can make it. Because I saw him leave Nimitz. He went to the same high school. Mm-hmm. He bought at Nimitz. I saw him go to Texas a and I went to Texas a and Saw him make it to the league with the Jets. Jets. And I felt like he can make it. He's drinking the same water I'm drinking. Mm-hmm. He's breathing the same air. Breathing right around the corner. I can make it. So having that 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 constant reminder of like, yeah, your goals are attainable and achievable. So That's those two guys, I'm rooting for them to do well, but I want them to lose. As we talk, it's all about the victory, the dub, right with the dub. So obviously, our our offense, um, we're going to be hampered, hindered a little bit. We don't know the status officially of Travis Kelsey. Um, Again, let's talk about like facing some at any injuries, any lower leg, lower body injuries where it may have cost you miss a game or miss a few practices and had you doubtful during the game or anything like that during your season. Yeah, I um had high ankle sprains. That was that was my uh trip tonight at college and the pro level. Uh, I was pretty fortunate, never had any real knee issues, jammed a couple of fingers, but anytime I missed a game, it was due to ankle at all. Uh, for me, my style of running, if I didn't feel good in practice, I couldn't go out and play. That's just me. It's probably different for maybe a linebacker, offensive lineman. But for me, I needed to have 100% confidence in my lower extremities because I knew I was going to make some hard, wicked cuts. So I had to have confidence in my body holding up. And if I couldn't go through a full practice, come in after practice, no swelling, and feel okay, then mentally 
I just didn't feel like I was able to uh, play my game. Yeah, and the Chiefs got to have a long-term perspective when they look at this. Like, Travis is not a guy that really need or want him to be out there at 85, 90% in week one. Yep. You want to make sure that when we get to the end of the season and head into the playoffs, where it's when to go home, that's the time where we want Travis to be as healthy as possible and the offense to be flowing as well as possible because it doesn't matter which one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, no matter what postseason seat you get, and he's got to make sure you're good enough. And this is not a divisional game. So, like you said, you know, if he's not, you know, at least 90%, sit him. Let these other guys gain experience. You know, Grays and people like that. And, uh, you know, obviously we don't want to lose any games. But if you're going to have to drop a game to protect the guy, this would be the one. And then defensively, all right, the I mean, the, the elephant in the room is Chris Jones. The contract, the uh, he consists. Pay that man. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. So, question, uh, answer. That's the answer. The solution is to pay that man. Pay that man. He uh, earned it. He's the third best player on the team, if not the second best. Um, pay that man. He's earned it. Yeah, I think he's what the ninth paid defensive lineman. That can't be. He's got to be top five because he's a top two, if not number one. Yeah, guy. At, at twenty million, he would be somewhere around like saying nine to twelve something. Yeah, we got to uh, bump it up a little bit. He got at least need to be. Now he may not get Aaron Donald money, which is about thirty three. Yeah, okay, but meet me in the middle. Yeah, between 25 and 33, maybe 28, yeah. 27. I think they'll get it done. I think I think they will, too. I mean, obviously, again, it just comes to a situation where I think from a from a, from an organization who has just won two Super Bowls in five seasons, you don't probably feel you're in the same, we got to do anything right. to win because we have already won. And so you're thinking about future standpoint, you're not really looking to pay players based off their past performance. Whereas when the, when the Rams, when they redid Aaron Donald's contract, they were basically repaying him for years and years yeah. of being underpaid. Look what they got. And went in the Super Bowl, and now they're caught, right? Because they paid him. Yeah. They paid Ramsey. They paid the running. I mean, they, they they just started to pay everybody based off of how happy they were. And they have no talent. Bowl, and now they ain't got no draft picks. They ain't got no talent. They eating a bunch of dead money. Yeah. And, they, and I think as an organization, no matter how much we want Chris Jones back in the building, back on the field, we definitely don't want our organization to fall in that kind of that's right um, money pit type. But that's why they pay Brett Veach and McDonald and those guys the big bucks to figure it out. Figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> I'm just gonna figure it out. Hey, Patrick Mahomes, get some, <laughs> get some of that money back, man. Help us out. Give us the Tom Brady deal. Oh, uh, we man. need that Tom Brady deal from Patrick. But I so, think they'll figure it out. These guys are smart, and like you say, they know what they're doing. They've been they sustained success for a very long time, even going all the way back to Philly. So they know what they're doing, and you're right. They can't pay for past um, uh, past productivity. But I think they'll figure out a way to pay him and be able to pay some of the guys that's coming up in the future. Well, if he can do anything in the next two or three years where he's done last year, with 15 and a half sacks from a defensive tackle standpoint is phenomenal. Um, he's He is a game changer. He's yeah. unblockable. Even when he's getting double teamed, it makes everybody else singled up. So that allows every the, the Whartons and the Mike Danas and Nadis and – uh, Greek freak, yep. yeah. All of them. Um, uh, FAU, our yep. rookie, like all of those guys, potential to be better players, actually do hinge upon Chris yep. Jones being right. on the field, active, and being Chris Jones. He's a crucial piece. Now, if we are content with our two Super Bowls, and we don't want to win anymore. Don't pay the guy. But if you want to go back, horse another trophy, get another ring, you better pay that guy because as much as um, Kelsey and Mahomes get the credit. Any astute football player knows he's the next guy. And without Chris Jones, we're not winning any Super Bowl. Yeah, he's a unicorn on defense. He's one of one. Um, the way he locks out with his arms, he's unblockable. And he's quick. The, 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 what, sorry, step the is... quickest route to the quarterback is a straight line. Mm-hmm. And so right over the center, mm-hmm. there's a straight line to the quarterback. If that center guard can't block him, it, it destroys whatever offensive game plan you think you're going to uh, in the act That's right. and put on pun. The and he's defense. solid in the run game. You rarely get a guy that can rush the quarterback from the nose tackle position and stop the run at the same time. Yeah, he's a beast. Nah. So those are the two sides of the ball. Um, keys to victory are going to be for the Chiefs to find a, a an additional weapon to use when, with the absence of Kelsey. Like you say, a step up of Noah Gray. I mean, we have a, a, a whole room of wide receivers, uh, Rice and Ross and ones that are him, MBS, yep. um, Scott Moore. Um, again. Well, we got the two most important things that you have not mentioned. We got Mahomes and we got Big Red. Yes, sir. Big Red can, 
Me and you can go out there right now and play with Mahomes <laughs> and Big Red and put up 25 points. Yes, sir. So when those two guys are connected, I feel like they can almost try out anybody. They showed us that last year. I'm not going to lie. I had a little uh, little doubt and little doubt inhibition when we got rid of Tyreek. Okay. And they – wide receiver you got to – Well, Tyreek was just a generational was, talent. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this might be, you know, a little step back. And those guys showed me, oh, as long as those two are together, we're Gucci. Yeah, and and the the history was tell us when 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 Patrick doesn't have Kelsey, there was a game when Kelsey had COVID. Um, they played against the Pittsburgh Steelers. What happened? I don't remember that. Oh, the offense went off. You see what I'm saying? He found he found other guys, ten different receivers. I'm saying thirty eight points, something like that. Like like there was there was there was no loss in productivity. And and from a football mindset, I almost believe it's easier to guard the Chiefs when you know that Kelsey's going to get ten targets. Hey, you know he's so, looking for so, third and five. Like that's we know what we got to take away, and then everybody's got to be like. He gonna come to you later, but but you ain't the primary. That's right. When, if you take out Kelsey now, you don't know where he's starting to read at no more. So you don't know if his first read gonna be him. Yes, it's gonna be Scott Moore. It's gonna be Kadarius. Like because you don't have film on that. You don't have film to in one game. And in that one game, he was all over. Like completion, completion, completion. Um, it was a phenomenal uh, foundation of what this offense can even be like if we think about a few years down the road when when Kelsey is no longer when he retires and he's. You know, Father Time catches. Let me play devil's advocate mm-hmm. for this moment. Hell with it. Suit up. You got 10 days of rest. It's a Thursday night game. You don't play again. It's Sunday. So you got a little longer time to um to heal, get the swelling back down. There's no structure or damage. Come on, get out there, Kills. Red, red zone. Give him 10 plays in the red zone. He'll probably going to go. You're going to go. Oh, I, I, I'll, t- I'll take 10 plays in the red zone. Because that's where he, one the one thing that Kelsey does that when the when the field gets shrunk, Defensively, mm-hmm. we get we get a lot better. That's easy because we yeah. ain't got to cover forty. Yeah, yeah. We only got to cover twenty yards. Yeah. We get really aggressive. Those windows get real lanes get tight. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. What the rest? Throw throw because I don't want to give up a field. Like I already got a field. Got points on the board. Got points on the board. I don't want. I don't want to. Uh, yep. So it's like everybody starts to hesitate. But here's the problem: if you do that now, you're coming in. He's only in for those particular plays. Now we put. Double coverage, triple coverage. You know you're going to him because he's only coming in on red zone. You saying use him as a decor? Because even in goal line package, you don't you don't have enough bodies to double him. Like that's the whole thing. When we go when we go to the the, the goal line package and defensively, you try to change your personnel. Mm-hmm. There, there is no extra safety. We you take the extra safety out to put the extra linebacker in, and that extra linebacker to stop the run. So now you that's the only play, only time on the field you know you're getting one on one. Like Tony You're not G, stopping him. You can't, stop him. that's why Tony G was so dominant in the red yes. zone because like you it just it's not enough room to double it. Yeah, that's like waste. That makes sense. That makes sense. He just so again. Okay. We're solutions. We're, we're solution based. Obviously, if he plays, he's gonna he's gonna score in the red zone. If he doesn't, he'll be ready for next week. Um, but defensively, I just think it's it, it, it's it's very hard to defend the Chiefs or come up with a defense philosophy when now it's only twenty four hours from game time. You don't know if Kelsey's playing or not. All the defense you put in to take him away and all that, mm. are you going to now apply that to Noah Gray? You ain't going to do that. So now you got to go play some stuff. You might have to. You may not have a choice. You may have to apply the same principles. You don't want to be trying versus Andy Reid to adjust your game plan you've been practicing for. You know they've been practicing. We, all training. All training. All Campbell. training. Campbell leading up to this game. Dan Campbell, AG, good luck. Keep that play. <laughs> keep that Keep that play uh, That play call in the same. That, that's our best bet. You yeah. trying to change it now? You're going to have guys confused. You're going to have defensive guys thinking. That's what we try to do on offense. We want y'all to think. Shift motion. React. Shift, Shift motion. motion. We talking. And we you, hiking. You thought I said something. <laughs> you go out. You go in. Now we doubled out. Nobody covered in. You get us moving. Our eyes get off our keys. You think it and not react. Distractions, miscommunications leads to offensive production. Like Do whatever you got to do on offense to create a miscommunication on the defense side of the ball. You're going to win the down, and you're probably going to win the ball. You know what Al Sanders used to tell me? Not me. Tell us in the offensive room. I, I loved it. He was like, you know, the defense, y'all got to be right every snap. Every time. We just got to be right four times, five times, and this bomb's over back. That's some touchdown, 35 points if you're wrong. We got to be right five times. First and ten, five times. First and ten, they run a route to you, you you fall, incomplete pass. Yep. Any down in the game, I fall on defense, touchdown. Touchdown. That's, that's Katie Bardigate. That's lights out, bro. Like, like, 
We got to be right four or five times a game. Mm. That's it. That's, you ever thought about that? Think <laughs> about that. <laughs> Offense, four or five times, four or five big plays, points on the board. Defense got to be right every single time. It's kind of like returning kicks. You can drop a pass as a tight end receiver running back. The second down. Drop another, third down. Drop another and you punt it. You drop a punt, it's usually automatic points. At least three points for the team. Got to be right. every. So I kind of feel you, though. I ain't played defense, but I feel you. Okay, mindset. All right, really quick around the league. I'm going to mention a couple of other key matchups just to get a little quick reflex of what you think. Cincinnati's playing Cleveland. Joe Barrows and his wide receivers at Cleveland. Ooh. So Joe Barrows versus Deshaun Watson. Obviously, Cincinnati got the three-headed wide receivers, right? Um, and, and Higgins, Chase, and what's the uh, 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 Higgins, Chase, and what's the other one? T- uh, Tyler Boyd. 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 Yep. And Cleveland has Chubb, who is a freaking Mack truck. What's that tight end they got? They got a nice tight end. Goku. And then they got a Maury Cooper. Maury Cooper. Hey, they in Cleveland? Upset alert. I like Cleveland at home. Gotcha. Well-rounded, well-rounded. The next is San Fran versus Pittsburgh. Purdy's back, elbows healed. But no Nick Bosa. He's dealing the same same situation as Chris Jones. They got they got a couple more days to get him signed. I I, I think I think Nick Bosa gonna sign to like the Sunday morning of. They gonna give him like thirty five million. But they're playing in Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh. Oh, cross country. I like Pittsburgh. Pickens the Pickens. Pickens the Pickens. Pickens. Oh, that's, and they were looking good in, uh, in preseason. Pickens is different. Yes, I like Pittsburgh in this game. You and Randy Moss and those guys. Mm-hmm. They don't talk about. Jamar Jefferson, they ain't talking about Devontae Adams. Every time they got a chance to talk about a wide receiver position, they talking about this Pickens, who is making catches over his head, between his legs, looking like a, a young OBJ. And the quarterback that stole on Kenny Pickett, is looking great. Yes, he had a great uh, uh, preseason. So, And the defense okay. is healthy now. I like Pittsburgh. Again. All right. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Denver Broncos. AFC West. Uh, AFC West. We, 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 we need to know about that game just because it's yeah. Two divisional game. Is that That's, Mile High? Mile High. Echo. Is it Mile High? Sean Payton's first game. Him and Wilson going against Jacobs and Adams. Is uh what's my man? Uh uh porn star Jimmy, what's his name? Uh Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. He uh he running the show in Vegas. Is, is he healthy? He healthy? He healthy. Now Devontae, I like I like the Vegas. I like Vegas. Vegas, like the Raiders. Vegas. That air don't let the air get too thin on you. Because the uh the uh the, Broncos have had a lot of injuries that they in their wide receiver. Oh, goodness. So even if they play, the time is going to be off. Russell, like, yeah. time, I, I like, I like Las Vegas. I like that pick. The Miami Dolphins versus the Chargers. Ooh, what a game! Miami at the Chargers. They got Waddle. We got Cheetah. We got Tua. Tua. We're going against Herbert and Eckler. And you got the got the big guns. Uh, the receivers coming back. Kenny, Kenny, uh, Kenny Allen, Kenny Williams, Williams. They got the new. Rookie man, ask John. I think I have to go with um, uh, have to go with the Chargers on this right. only because of the travel. That's tough when you go across country. All right, all right. Uh, three more left. Philadelphia, New England, Philly, Philly all the way. All only the reason I brought that up is because that Super Bowl hangover. When you Dude. historically, historically, when you lose the Super Bowl, that first game of the next season is just it's just always like something. Ain't well, I'm looking at Jalen Hurts. Grew up in Houston, where I grew up at. I know this kid's stock, his DNA, his core, what he's made up. He's not going to lie for a Super Bowl hangover. He stays home. He comes from Alabama where they have to win and go to championship year after year. So he being a leader, I think, will eliminate that. And they got better. On defense, Georgia. Better. University of Georgia in the pro. My whole Georgia defense. So I like feeling that game. Yes, sir. We got two left. Dallas at the Giants. I'm going to that game. See, I'm going to that game. I knew that was a game to watch. I'm going to that game. Um. My old special teams coach was Thomas McGain here when you were here. Uh-huh. He was uh when you, you got here when 02? 03. 03. Yeah, he was here 02 and then left. So anyway, 02, Thomas McGain, he was the special team coach for the Giants. He's been there 10 years now. And he's my uh, golf park. So I'm going to support him. So I'm a little biased on this. Dallas. I know oh, I'm playing for the Giants. Oh man. Dallas Dallas. Knock it off. Knock it off. What? C D Lamb. C D. They ain't going to stop. Dakota, Dakota Prisca. You be hating on Dakota. I Michael do. Parsons is going, he, he's, he's, the, he's the future of the NFL on defense. Michael Parsons is a one-man wrecking crew. He He's L, he's the rebirth of D. Don't say it. The rebirth of LT. Don't say he, it. He is. You better stop. No blasphemy. Nope. That's blasphemy. I said it. I'll say it again. He is that. He is him. That we inside. You know, struck. One. He's him. 
on the defense side of the ball. He is him, but he ain't DT or LT. We will see against the G-Men. We will see him. Go Giants. Last but not least, Monday Night Football. Off of the Hawafa Hafa. Dark Retreat. All <laughs> the Jets. The Jets. Jets. The Buffalo. Oh. It's at the Jets. Yep. In, in, in New York. Yeah, I'll be at that game, too. They play Sunday. Uh, they oh, play, Monday. The Dodgers. I'll get say, how you got? Giants and uh, Dallas mm. play Sunday night. Yep. And then uh, Jets and Buffalo play. They're going to flip the stadium. Josh Allen yep. is bringing Stephon Diggs. He ain't got no running back, but. I think Buffalo wins that game. Just, I'm basing it on two things. I'm basing that on Buffalo has Dave Davis. In the last two or three years, they start fast. They don't yeah. end well. So I think they'll start fast. They have cohesiveness. They pretty much got the same team coming back. To whereas the Jets, a lot of unknowns, first-time guys out of here trying to put it all together. The Jets defense. That Jets defense legit. That defensive line is just some studs. They just got some stud muffins. But you know what's going to happen. Josh Allen going to be running around like a chicken with his head cut off, and that defensive line going to be gassed. The first game, they're going to be gassed. I like Buffalo that game. Wait, man, that, listen, that wraps up the show. Again, man, thank y'all for listening. Hey, man, listen to any, uh, all, the, all the different programs on KCSN. We're just going to be shooting y'all knowledge and insight, little nuggets of wisdom. If you don't know, now you know. This is the process. It's always greater than the product. Once again, I'm Sean Barber, a main man, Dante Hall, the X Factor coming at you. Hey, man, y'all be blessed. Have a good time, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.